Yeah, it's true, because I was a total nerd. I didn't have a Superman back then. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box Studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Sven, and today I am joined by Emily McCown. You may know uh, Emily McCown from such bands as Whiskey Business, as well as her current project, Soro Rise. Also, uh, locally, I'm playing in Relevator right now. I'm playing back up in Relevator and Chachi and the Banditos. Excellent. Uh Excellent. Well, welcome to the show. And uh, today we're going to be talking about your song, How I Adore, by the band Whiskey Business from uh, the album from Slug Hollow, which I will post uh, the link to uh, their band camp on the notes. So, Emily, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, man. So, uh, do you want to just uh, get down to listening to How I Adore, and we'll just then talk about it? Sure. Sounds good.
let's see. I I actually have a few like well, I guess my first best question is so did you start off with the words or did you start off with the guitar or a melody or Yeah, I have a pretty distinct memory of starting off with the words and melody, which is usually how I begin. Almost every song I write is written that way. But I wrote this when I was moving from Minnesota to Washington State when I was 18. Oh, that's... Or, no, 20, sorry. That was incorrect. I was 20, yeah. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions because there's that line, as the road disappears behind me, and I was like, oh, okay, so there's a sense of there's this leaving or moving mm-hmm. on. Is this a breakup song or is it a you met someone song? <laughs> I think it's kind of both, actually. Yeah, I was leaving... Really, like, one of my first big crushes behind. We were an item for a really, really brief period before I moved to Washington. And I loved it, but I was also knew that I, I had to leave. So it was kind of my first attempt at a love song. When you say first attempt at a love song, how long have you been writing? I definitely started churning them out in high school, like 15, 16 years old. I didn't really have, yeah, I didn't really have a solid love song until, until then. Interesting. But did you have a solid love before then? Oh, I'm sure I had a lot of like unrequited songs. I was a pretty big nerd. Oh, okay. I was a pretty big nerd in high school, yeah. Uh, I've been finding most of the cool people really were nerds in high school. I mean, that's how it works out. Um, Yeah, is that, was that my thinly veiled compliment? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, (laughs) Super subtle. (laughs) So you recorded this in Olympia when you went out there? At Slug Um, Hollow, the house. Oh, and there is why it's from Slug Hollow. That's right. You know, I noticed one thing in this song that compared to the rest of the songs in this album, you do a lot with harmonies usually and... So that there's not just one voice, there's multiple voices. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really interesting that this, when I came up with this theory, I I couldn't go back. I didn't have time to come back and like listen to everything (laughs) to make sure that was true. But it does appear that this song is one of the few that is just you singing with no Mm -hmm. harmony. Mm -hmm. So it's very, I don't know, very exposed and, and does have a different feel than the other ones in so many ways that... I'm going to assume Fender guitar, the, the lead guitar that's mm-hmm. that's doing... I, I love the tone on that, by the way. I don't know if that was you playing that or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think part of part of this show is going to be me just admiring the sound of people's guitars and <laughs> stuff like that. But it has it has that kind of bright quality and, and like, not... <laughs> twang is not the right word, but it just has something that you... It's, it's extra punchy in that regard, and I can't, I can't find the right adjective for it but it 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 does a really good job of matching up with what the bass is doing tonally and Mm. and like or or, uh what's the word for like as timber a timbre like what's it timberly is that i don't know (laughs) sure i like inventing words on this Uh show so yeah let's go with it i guess those were just a few of the things that i had kind of noticed Uh, one of the things that i i in this song that is a really good example of some of your vocal 
abilities. Like you're doing some really cool things. At least um, I can't seem to. I'm I'm going to define something and see if if or not define, but call out something and see if that's how you would think of it as. I look at this and I say the as the road disappears behind me and then um, all the way through to would make me fall to my feet. I look at that as kind of like the chorus. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay, so when I refer to it as the chorus, um, that's what yeah. I'm referring to. Because yeah. no, I, apparently I'm always like, so at the bridge, and they're like, well, actually, I think of that as a chorus. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you do that I think is really, I don't know, I really think it's kind of neat is that you can go from this very like soft, pillowy, gentle sound and then like when you go into the as the road disappears behind me you've got that really gritty like but then even as you're like hitting the end of that phrase you drop into kind of that soft even softer falsetto which Mm -hmm. i think is like and, and and this happens a lot with at least i noticed it um in in your uh so your eyes Mm. Uh, so, no, that wasn't right, but that's okay. okay. Sororize. Sororize. I know, it's um, hard. I'm just, yeah. just got to stick out. It's fun. Sororize, yeah. yeah. So um, I may just keep that in because, you know, everybody needs everybody to Everybody needs practice yes. on my band. Uh, but uh, that's... It, it's a very, it reminds me of some, is, is there a particular reason that you, you started noticing that to do that? Or, I mean, what, what gave you that particular style or influence to do that? That's a good question. Well, I can, I really remember as far as the flip in my voice, when I started mm-hmm. like from chest voice to head voice, I really, embarrassingly enough, oh, well, I just have to claim it. I listened to a lot of Regina Spector as a teenager uh, in high school. And yeah. the way she jumped around the the scale was, um, yeah, I loved. I was addicted to it. And I emulated mm. her, especially in high school. And that has that skill, that technique, it's almost like a yodeling technique, has stayed with me and in some ways I still really love to play and sing like country and and folk there that's very prevalent but there's something about the energy of the playing electric and playing with a full band that I love to harness some real grit and some power yeah. and singing full chested is always my go-to I like in general, get I feel like I get more endorphins from just letting a rip, like really yeah. building. So the combination of those things, I think, comes out in the song for sure. So how do you tap into that for, if you were in a recording studio situation, how do you tap into that to be able to get that grit? Because I just feel like you need the audience to be able to, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes you know. For it, sure. You know, I feel... Singing is to me just it's a, it's everything to me. It makes me feel so good, and I feel like I can harness the passion of my voice no matter where I am. You know, it's just oh, it's cool. like medicine. It's like breathing to me, and and it literally is made up of breathing. So <laughs> that's yeah, I could see that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you need an audience sometimes for the passion. But uh, by and large, I think I can. I think I can bring it. <laughs> and the full, it helps too to have the full band there. If I was just singing into a can, which I think we probably 
did, but I think I, I'd imagine that there's like, especially for this song, we, we I just recorded with the full. I, I missed the number of people in the band, but there's did four you? There were us, four? Total. Okay. So did you record the acoustic too then? There's an acoustic in there, isn't there? Tonight? Here? Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yep. And yeah, my, my bandmate um co-writer um not for this song but we kind of shared responsibility for writing the album like about half and a half shooter she wrote half and i wrote half and um yeah she was on acoustic Mm -hmm. this this song hits me as like a is a pretty pretty raw you know like it's it's um it doesn't have a very like entirely polished and it's it mm-hmm. polished kind of sound to it. And I, I feel it's got that. That's, it's been interesting that, that this was, you know, something kind of from your, your, your past before you moved to Champaign-Urbana mm-hmm. and like, it just has certain qualities about it that I feel like kind of carry forward with some of your, um, <laughs> some of your work with, uh, Oh gosh, I can't. How can I not do this right? This <laughs> well, uh, it's like sore, like a bird. Sore yeah. rise. It's sore just, rise. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You can. I, I roll want over to that throw in that second R. Uh, you can. Yeah, it's sore in rise. There. <laughs> sore rise. Sore rise. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, I just. But I mean, it, it. It. It's just. It's interesting. Some of the harmonies that come out of that that band that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you are continuing to kind of dig up and um return to and have that as i said like and the the harmonies and i don't know you well obviously you blend very well with yourself but you do <laughs> i mean that's by definition and, yeah. and waveform it that seems right yeah. but but it has a very distinctive i don't i don't know if you're do did you do anything and, and this is a very general question and and more of me as being in kind of an a recording person but did, did you do anything special when doing some of those harmonies or because it, it it has it I don't know if you have an effect on it or it's just the effect of you the way that, that your saying. voices like blend you know how like first or rise yeah um, yeah well and and even even on the whiskey business there's a little bit of that where I'm like okay that either they're uh, using the same effects or that's just an effect of your voice blending with itself you know kind of not flange isn't the right word but like i really am am wordless in terms of what (laughs) what it is but Uh it's just unique and i don't know if you so it sounds like you didn't do anything particularly special or you did but no not for whiskey business that was that was a little bit of reverb and that was just our voices you know Um, gotcha and some of the songs we did I think a lot of them we did. So it's five years ago now. It's so hard to remember. I know that some of them we we recorded vocals after playing the instrumentals as a group. Um, but regardless, the Sora Rise album, I, it was my first time being an engineer for myself. Um, oh. So that was all also its own learning curve and challenge and i did do a lot of 
Especially for the hip hop song at the end. Uh, yeah. There's a, a, just an insane amount of filters and uh, yeah. different kind of tweaking things that I did with the EQ for the vocals. Maybe a little less on the vocals, but yeah, there's a lot of filters on that song as hip hop generally has. Did you record this like on a laptop or do you have yeah. a studio or what? Yeah, wow. on, my, on my MacBook and I have an SM58. And, you know, I would like put up a blanket in my closet and go yeah. to town. Nice. Did you direct line in some of your guitars and things like that? Yeah. There's seven tracks on the album. By and large, I think that almost almost all the instrumentation was really, you know, a MIDI to the to the automized uh oh the soft synths yeah totally nice nice and there is some guitar on there and i do remember doing some direct line in but it's pretty minimal <laughs> to be honest wow. with you yeah okay no i'm i'm impressed because it's it's a you know it's it's a really good sounding album oh, i mean cool. it doesn't have Thank like you. um yeah i mean it doesn't well i, I it could be that just these days that you really all you need is just a really good ear to be able to get it right and good eq will go a really really long way Absolutely. for everything and and placement in the in the stereo you know field yeah so yeah and i i tried to do a little bit of um the mastering i i got some lessons from paul Kotimer on the science of mastering and i I tried for maybe 10 minutes and was just like so done with the engineering and the produ production of it in the beginning that by the time it came to mastering, I was like, ah, no, I need to, I need to just outsource this. So I got uh, Mark Wyman at Tone Good Studios Good. To, Good. to try his hand at it. So that helped. A very wise, wise person once told me, if you're going to record and mix down don't master it's like it's like doing your own dentistry and also just having people have a second ear mm -hmm. when you've already gotten tired of listening to the same thing over and it over is it is insanely hard i am really glad i tried it but i want to go back to being a musician i'll like gladly leave the mixing and <laughs> engineering up to someone else let's let's just jump back onto the song for just a little bit too sure. because i feel like I do feel like there's a bunch of really, you know, we talked about the hand, but your hand, the size of my back. I was just yes. curious of like where that, where that came <laughs> You're from. You're really calling me out on that one. Oh, I feel a little shy about it, but that's okay. Um, oh, I can, mean, I can usually hide behind the kind of rock and roll. No, I'm happy to talk about it. I wrote that line recalling the memory of watching <laughs> watching Superman. There was a TV show. It was not like, you know, there's uh, lots of iterations, but it was like on, on WB or whatever, probably around like 2003 to 2008 that it was on TV, somewhere around there. I can't even tell you who the actors and actresses were. But anyway, his hands were huge and her back was so small and I was like, oh. she looks so feminine and he's just so sexy. Oh. And that's what, like, as a young girl, I remember looking at that and being like, wow, hmm. that's the sexiest thing. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's all that line is, yeah. 
cool. No, no, it's <laughs> cool. it's just no. I just it it's it's funny because I just you know me me and my interpretation mode is is just thinking. I just think of if someone were to put like their hand on my back, or if I were to put my hand on someone's back, like it would have to be like a like a really comforting. I'm I'm picturing like someone being enveloped by the other person, just uh-huh. not not in an overpowering, but just being like completely shielded and protected and, and yeah. comforted. So that and that was where I was I was thinking, but I I like that <laughs> I like that it's Superman and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I lacked. Yeah, I it's see. true because I was a total nerd. I didn't have a Superman back then. You were saying that this was, as the road disappears behind me, like that this was, you were leaving from Minnesota going to Olympia, Mm -hmm. Washington. This was a very short relationship that had really been something pretty amazing to begin with. And then you still had to like, let it go. Yeah, it was good. I, I was a late bloomer and this was, I was 20 years old and he was my first really significant boyfriend and it was such a relief to kind of come into my own and move to Olympia where the women ruled the streets and and that I uh, and as soon as I arrived it just felt like I had you know I was had come into my own and I was all powerful and I could be and and date whoever I wanted. It was a great transition. You had the new kid, the new kid at the school. You could de- redefine yourself however you wanted to be, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, a great moment. So I guess I can go back to like the the beginning. Uh, I I dreamt uh, I dreamt of men like you as a girl. Oh well, th- to be honest with you, Sven, it's like. Um, it's it's a pretty cheesy love song. I hadn't really written yeah a love song yet, and I I just I wanted that experience so bad, and and finally I had this boyfriend, and I had to leave him behind, and I was like, oh, this is like the tragedy, just like Romeo and Juliet, you know, like I'm here, <laughs> and yeah. I and I now looking back on him on it, I'm kind of like this song is totally inconsequential, you know, but (laughs) because it's just, it's like, yeah, another girl fell in love and had to leave him behind. It's not very Mm. profound or deep, but that being said, the, like you said, the like quality of the recording, the rawness of how we set it up. And I still really love singing that melody. It does really show, I feel, the ways in which I like to move my voice. And I get to really, when I sing it, I get to really let loose and also be precise with the falsetto and the pillowy yeah. stuff. So that that range and kind of journey is really fun to, to still perform to this day, even 10 years later. I was kind of surprised that um, as we've been talking about it, that this was something that you felt was like your favorite song. Yeah. And I'm just curious why, why you find that as your favorite song. I'm just curious if there's, if there's more to it, that it, it grows in meaning to you at all, or, or like, or you're just like, uh, this is something that I used to be. And it's good to look back on it. Kind of like looking at some old pictures kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a slice slice in time. It's nice to have those have the, uh, for me it's like an audio my songwriting is like an audio scrapbook for mm. sure. 
also a song that I picked because there are plenty of songs that I'm working on now that I like to perform out right now, whether it's Sora Rise or just Emily Ann um, around town that I love, but I haven't been found the opportunity to get a real gang together to get a solid recording. So, and you know, uh. five years ago, I found the opportunity to get a band together for the for this song, and and it, I think it still holds the test of time a little bit. Uh, but two, when I moved here to Champaign-Urbana about a, almost a year ago, I wrote another song that I feel kind of matches that caliber and is also this as similar in its tone where it, and cadence where. I have a lot of kind of soft, more, yeah, falsetto vocals, but also really get to belt it out. And perhaps it's also a reflection of my personality, too. I feel that we were just talking about how the gender binary is is old and and doesn't really, it doesn't apply to the human experience. Uh, And I feel, though I identify as a woman, I think that femininity is, fails me. (laughs) And, Mm. and that I, I, I do like to be feminine in certain ways and in certain ways I don't. And, and it is the same in my voice. It's like, I enjoy singing softly and sweetly, but I also, I would be so upset if I couldn't really belt it out and right. and move move mm. about the scale like that. So Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004. Carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. I apologize if uh, if this isn't accurate, but I kind of feel like you're still new to Champaign-Urbana. When did you move here? It was last February. Oh, February 2018, late February. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah, no. Thank you. Happy see you I- anniversary. <laughs> that's true. Sometimes I feel like, gosh, I can't keep up with anything that's going on in this town and yeah. um and to feel like, oh, okay, since in my mind you're more of a, a recent occurrence. I don't mean it I yeah. I, I that didn't no, come off as rude, like but to, I was like I would like to be considered an, an occurrence. Like I feel like that's a big deal. I'm into that. So <laughs> what what caused you to come out to uh Champagne urbana I grew up going to summer camp with a good friend of mine who lives here and who grew up here. And I visited him. I was on tour of sorts, and I visited him here. I didn't perform here, but spent a few days, two years ago, around the same time, and met his friends and went to the Hootenanny at the Rose Bowl. And oh, yeah, that'll do I it. was charmed. 
Nice. It's absolutely charmed. And I had to get out of Washington. I was so connected to Olympia and the people there and the music there. The rain was just not suiting me. It, oh. it The rain and the clouds was just too hard for me. And, you know, being someone who grew up in Minnesota, Illinois seemed like it would suit me and also not be as extreme as it was <laughs> in Minnesota, which is, oh. has been true. Maybe the summers are actually just a little bit too hot for me, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I like it here. That's what indoor venues are for, right? In the time that you've been here, you did mention the Hootenanny, which is over at the Rose Bowl in Urbana. That's right. And that goes on every Monday night. I would call it an open mic, but it's not... it's, It's got a little bit of a different flair. There's... It's more of like the regulars that show up but i also feel like if you were to want to get up and play people be like yeah oh yeah yeah i've started co-hosting and and i think that yeah we really strive to strike that balance of it's not just an open mic where you know you everybody is trying everybody is a stranger and trying out new material and just there to perform and go it's somewhere that where you can go and you can expect to have quality players that you like and you want to see yeah but also it's open and we do want to like just keep building that community and yeah. and and everybody is welcome to reform so it's that ha- trying to ha- have that happy balance the Champaign-Urbana scene. Uh, My scene that I roll in is mostly the folk scene, as we talked about the Hootenanny. And yeah, the folk scene in Urbana is my home, my people. They're so wonderful. Uh, And I know that there's much more genres and different kind of niches to tap into. I did play... A sororized at, at Emporium with the Dry Look and the Falbonauts, and that was uh, that was super fun. And I feel like that was a heavier scene that I have I haven't really been plugged into very much, but that was super fun. By and large, though, I started on the booking committee for the Folk and Roots Festival, and I I love it. I feel like there are a lot of really professional players that are very generous with their time and resources. I feel very supported in whatever musical aspirations I have, whether my friends and peers are supporting with gear or time or just want to sit down and and are willing to hash out whatever signal flow I need for (laughs) whatever kind of piece. Um, Yeah, it's just so much uh, helping hands I see around town, which is just such a beautiful thing. And in comparison to my experience in Olympia, it's also just more intergenerational there. I'm hmm. at the Hootenanny, I'm playing with a guy in his 90s and also, a, you know, really young folks. And it's it's all across the board. And for performing out, there's 
families that work, you know, parents that you work at the university or whatever, we have an audience that is interested in paying and and supporting their musicians. Whereas Mm. in Olympia, it was pretty much all, everybody's a musician and we're all broke. We're we're all sleeping on each other's floors and we don't have any money. So no one's going to pay it's gonna be a sliding scale at the door and they'll right. they'll give you a joint you know like that's that's about <laughs> it here i feel like i'm i'm having a lot easier time making having music be a part-time job which is awesome i feel really supported and as far as things that i would like to see grow and change in urbana the first thing that comes to mind is a couple friends of mine have now signed up to be in the Folk and Roots um, booking committee. And our our first goal is uh, to really see if we can diversify the lineup and, and still bring in the same acts that a lot of the middle-aged folks that is our audience, you know, yeah. the, bring, bring that folk and roots, the blues, the country, the Americana, but also open it up to women, non, you know, non-cis men and like put out the call as to as many more diverse people of color as we can in the beginning to try and book them first. Uh, because we know if we just, uh, you know, drop a pin, we'll be able to find a straight dude to play his guitar. (laughs) Right. Yep. (laughs) It'll be fine. It's nice to see Folk and Roots focus on diversifying and supporting non-cis women, queer people of color in the music scene is a big, big dream for me. And also desegregating public space is one of the big reasons I moved to Urbana was to get out of the white bubble that is the Northwest. And that's what I I saw in Urbana when I was just visiting that, you know, there we on my street in East Urbana, there are people of color, there are white people, but it does, if you know, if you look at the way it's laid out in Champaign and Urbana, we are living in kind of separate quarters. It is still a segregated place. And most of the bars and places we go out still pretty, pretty damn separated. And I feel that if we find public space that we can share together, Hopefully that means we get to know each other better and we can distribute resources in a more egalitarian way. And that to me is like the having this public space together and perhaps sharing some music scenes together can mean that we're actually hanging out and that if someone needs to borrow my car, they can borrow my car because we're friends. You know, it's it's that right. community building that's really like face to face and really honest and not just a fundraiser to send a check to someone you don't know. It's it's kind of the on the ground work that we really need to have physical space that we can be with each other in order for those resources to flow. That's my dream for Urbana and the music scene. How do you see creating a space? Uh-huh. Because I feel like so often, yes, there's there's locations, there's 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 a sense of of segregation based upon location. So often, there is even like physical barriers, like, uh-huh. and it's and it's not necessary. I mean, there is a reason why they say you know it's like across the tracks or something. You know, like sure. there's always like this. There's like these dividing lines that get somehow like thrown up. Sure. How do you see? 
now now we're just kind of jumping off of like the the music part but like yeah. how do you see I'm, I'm like nerd. that that intersectionality happen where it you beat the um like the certain physical barriers or even you know the socioeconomic barriers and then like Mm-hmm. I, I I guess I'm just I'm just curious because I think of you know uh, certain like you almost would you would have to literally have a, a physical location almost to be able to coalesce that right absolutely oh uh, yeah. yeah there there are there are two examples just in my year of being here that of of physical places and and events that I found to be successful as far as bringing different folks together that don't always come together and for one i think that the open scene open mic that the urbana public art puts on uh once a month where is that or is it anywhere traveling open mic and so it's all it's part poetry part music you can really bring and contribute whatever as long as you just need a mic and that has gotten Rachel Storm has done an awesome job to reach out to oh, she uh, the, she works uh, women's resources center mm-hmm. right okay yeah um and she's done a great job to yeah reach out to different folks and and pull different parts of Urbana together on it and we had I was wor- working for the Cunningham Township over the summer and working on their urban garden across from the library and so we hosted an open mic there and that to me felt like that space had a lot of energy to it it was like your middle class white folks living you know in west urbana that just like gardens and like you know folk music Mm -hmm. and then you have folks that were receiving resources from the township or just whoever from east urbana that wanted to like perform their hip-hop like it was a it was an awesome scene there's that and there's also boomerangs (laughs) is like as far as a, a bar and physical space goes the boomerangs bar in East Urbana, Wednesday nights, they have this cheap chicken night. And, like, you know, say what you will about cheap chicken, it it brings a lot of different people together. Uh, it's it, To me, it seems to be one of the least segregated bars in huh. Champaign-Urbana. Uh, lots of folks are going for this uh, wings night on Wednesday nights. That, so that's a little plug to boomerangs because that really is like, like one of the bar. okay that that was totally out of left field for me because I was <laughs> I, I I've been to boomerangs once or twice I mean I, I I guess I don't make it out in that direction very often so I guess yeah. I guess that's but wow so on Wednesday nights they have it's like fifty cents or something for a piece a wing and then you can get different kinds of wings and it's so it's like three bucks for a few you know a plate of wow but it just brings everybody out yeah it's packed and no way and i feel i feel like a a good sense of wow this is a real slice of verbana a Mm. true slice yeah food brings people together right you know like oh absolutely and as far as the music scene goes it's you know, it is not as unifying as if, like we all got to eat and and but we all don't like the same kind of music. And I think music is really tied to our identity. So as far as desegregating huh. the music scene, I, f- I feel challenged, but excited to try and find the genres where and the and the types of music where we all find some commonality. So true. 
I mean, yeah, food, food people can go for, but not always. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my friends are like, what a hoot nanny. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know, like, right. they're like, uh, are you, like, what are you doing with your time? And, and I, I love country music, but not everybody does. And right. I, I respect that. So yeah, Monday nights I'll be singing country music, but you, I can, you might find me saying other things for the rest of the week. The hoot nanny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's very. Love it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've, I've been a few times and I've, I've always really, really enjoyed it. So it's, uh, that's my home you for know. sure. That's my favorite night of the week. Most people hate Mondays, but really, yeah. this is a reason to love Mondays. Yes, absolutely. So. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. What is your favorite non-musical thing? (laughs) just like thing well i mean like what is what is it an uh, item or is it an experience it's up to you i can think of two things right off the top of my head and right now i happen to be living in a in a house that has an amazing clawfoot bathtub and I'm very addicted to baths. I am taking a full course of credits at Parkland to prepare for a music therapy degree, cool. working on a music therapy degree. And one of my classes is online and I can hang my arm off the bathtub and do and do my online class from a bubble bath. It's really a luxury lifestyle right now. And er, that's how I feel about Urbana is that I've only been here a year, but it seems that everywhere I go, people are opening doors and really pampering me and just uh trying urbana's really trying to lay down thick so that i stay here my whole (laughs) life and i think i'm ready i'm i'm diving in right now oh yeah well and whether whether you're a small tea townie or a big tea townie yeah um i'm working on my big tea right now so here's a here's an odd question are you also a swimmer do you like swimming? Oh, I do like to swim. I ah. don't know how to do swim laps, though. That This was actually a goal that I had for 2019. Haven't really acquired the skills yet to swim laps, but huh. I've been a, I've been a runner for a couple years now. I just, like, found running late in my life, but I've been really liking it. Cool. But I wonder if some, swimming would be a great supplement to my... 
Old lady regimen. Well, that's like, oh, you did not just say old lady. Cause, <laughs> what, you, I feel like you're 20 years younger than me, but I could be wrong. But <laughs> I don't think that. that's all right. We don't need to discuss that. Okay. Um, no, I was just curious because um, I, I, I hate to be that weird person, but like, I, well, I'm never, I'm more of, I'm a shower person rather than a... Of course, I could probably spend way too long in the shower too, but I, it's probably, it's probably like ADD or something for me, like, cause it's that, that, that stimulation uh-huh. or whatever, like, you know, just being hit by water. But, um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm also not a big swimmer. So I was just curious if there was any correlation between like, just be liking being in water because oh, I'm a yes, little, I'm I a little do. terrified of water. So oh, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So growing up in Minnesota, there's a lake, you know, less than a mile from my house. And so there was a lot of swimming to be had as a kid, for sure. A land of a thousand lakes. Yeah. 10,000. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, that's right. 10,000. There's more technically. There's like mm, closer to 20 I hear. So, oh, they just stopped counting because it was too much. Too much. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's got to be a map somewhere where they're all labeled. <laughs> yeah. Emily, thank you so much for coming out. This was this was a pleasure, and I enjoyed having some some brunch with you. And yeah, thanks for making brunch. Um, you know, I I just every every time it's just a new adventure, and and I'll be honest with you, I was not having a super happy day today, and like oh, really? it just. Well, it's just, I, considering the weather, it, it should have been better, but I just, I just was feeling kind of down a little bit and just not feeling like 100%, but it's been really nice to just chat with you and hear like what makes you tick and what, what gets you excited. Yep. Thank you so much. And, um, we'll, uh, I look forward to all the other stuff that that's coming away. Are you doing anything new with, um. Are, are you recording anything currently? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just totally jumped into something else, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I wanted to mention that too. Yeah, I am working on an Emily Ann solo record right now, which okay. is different than Sorrow Eyes um, yeah. in that it's just kind of my folk pop stuff. Uh, it's less politically charged and more my, you know, feel good. whatever it's it's more folky country bluesy Mm. who knows what it is we'll find out when we get there but i'm working on scratch tracks right now and i'm gonna have some really talented players we're gonna do it live a live recording thank you for listening to champagne is also a band podcast This is Emily Ann reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live.
You almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> studio. South Beaker on the inside.